Okay, this is a 30-second commercial, and I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you, but please stay with me. In just 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. This company has been offering great rates and great service for over 75 years, and anytime you need help, you can speak to one of their trained specialists 24-7. That company is Geico. Go to geico.com today. Sorry for all the numbers. And in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, I'm out of time. Now, Podcast One brings you Spike's Car Radio. A downloadable Cars and Coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. All right, here we are, Spike's Car Radio, here today on a very special day, out at uh, Santa Monica Airport for the first time, uh, the beautiful offices of Hangar 56 Media, my production company with my partner, John Stevens, and uh, we're here with Scott Dixon, five-time indie champion driver extraordinaire loves cars loves watches you just landed where did you just land from you just landed at lax which is why we're here in, Sa- right. in santa monica that's right thanks for having me on yeah, uh of course. yeah came in from indianapolis so indianapolis yeah, wow that's where we uh we're based with uh you know the kids and the family and and uh you know the the, the ganassi race shop actually for the indycar portion is is, is based right over there. and and so you know, I always forget that because I've had Rossi on and uh, Graham Ray Hall. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You guys are all this time of year hanging out in Indy, and is there like uh, is there like a cabin that you all sleep in? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, how, do, how, um, do, how does it work? And just take before that, where are we at with the Indy season? Right. So the Indy season uh, is kind of gearing up now. So uh, in LA, we test actually in Laguna Seca on uh, Friday, and then uh, where Coda preseason test starts actually next week too. So the, the, the testing portion starts in February, and then uh, the first race will be St. Pete, um, you know, the second weekend of March. Is it always St. Pete? I remember I came for that a couple of years back. Yeah, it it it. I think it's definitely been a staple for for quite a few years. And now. then the Long Beach Grand Prix, which is in April, right? Yeah. That is your fourth or fifth race of the Typically season. Typically around the fourth or fifth, which was just rebranded as the Acura Grand oh, Prix of Long Beach. The so, Acura. Uh, what was it before? Toyota. That's for many years. I think twenty or thirty oh, years. So right. yeah. So Acura. Are they uh, still going to have that uh, celebrity race? No, they didn't have it last year either. <laughs> we, we used to love that one because it's always good to watch. You know the crashes, and they have some big crashes. I now. really, I, I, I've always wanted to do it. And then, you know, because I thought I could certainly win. I could just beat everyone. But there's some great drivers in that series in the past. They do have some past champions, I think, yeah, that do it. But yeah. the last year they had it, um, there was a big crash, and then there was a, a tow truck. Did you, did you see this one? <laughs> no. And he was picking the crash cars up. <laughs> and then the people that were way behind were coming through fast to try and catch the pack. And right. actually ended up smashing into the tow truck. <laughs> and like, they nearly killed about three people. Oh, it was no. Crazy. Which celebrities almost died, do you recall? Uh, I don't remember who it was. I just remember, I just remember watching it uh, in in the truck while we were getting prepared to go And I say celebrities out. in quotes. <laughs> yeah. Celebrities. Anyway, so this time of year, you're getting the car ready? Or, uh, you know, again, help me understand Indy a little more. Because I obviously I don't. So so you're you're going to be out testing your car uh-huh. for Chip Ganassi Racing. That's right. At Laguna Seca? On Friday, yep. yep. On so Friday. A couple of days, yep. So um, you fly in here. Why yes. not San Francisco? 
Uh, because uh, I have a few meetings, mm-hmm. um, so uh, actually be going stopping by uh, with uh, Richard Mill uh, later today, and then uh, just a couple of other things that we're trying to to wrap up before the Richard season starts. Richard Mill, the the watchmaker. Yes, yeah, ah, the watchmaker. And so. what's happening there? Uh, hopefully, hopefully <laughs> get our deal done. It's been it's been lingering for for a few weeks. So you're so. going to make a deal with them to wear their stuff. That's right. These deals, That's these right. watch deals are great, aren't they? they? Are. Aren't yeah. they fantastic? And it's a fun brand, you know. Yeah. They, they definitely uh, take a lot of risks uh, but the attention to detail is crazy do they have a lightweight watch will you is this something you'd be wearing during a race uh they would prefer that i'm sure but yeah i think that they have the lightest watch right the the, the one they chased with nadal nadal so this yeah. is the same yeah. same deal nadal is doing right uh, but yeah he, I don't, i'm not sure if i'll be using that watch you know that's obviously his his one but yeah that thing is extremely light made and out of isn't some crazy that material. like a million dollar titanium construction Weighs less than a feather. That one's like made out of. They <laughs> came up with their own concoction. I think it's called anthracite or something. But right. it, it's it's super light. Uh, but yeah, it's like just under eight hundred thousand wow. dollars. That one. So, so you uh, got to go in there. You got to say, look, I, I want to do this deal. Yeah. But I want to make this watch. I want to design <laughs> it from the bottom up. I want to make it look like a car. Yeah. I want to make it look like my car. Right. That's right. How do you feel about a watch that matches your car? Uh, I think that's an interesting. You see that with some of the larger brands, right? right. And, and you know, I think Bentley do quite a few. I remember they even going back to the Breitling. The Bentley Breitling, yeah, exactly. right? So Porsche also puts out a watch to go along with a car. I'm we, not. I'm not sure how I feel about that. If it's too matchy matchy for me, you know what I mean. To be honest, I can't say I've ever seen anybody wearing one of those. <laughs> so I don't know right. if that's a thing or not. <clears throat> like, would you drive? I have my GT2 RS out here right now, but I would not wear my GT2 RS watch d- if I had one. I might, like, I might buy a 918 watch yeah. because I can't afford a 918. Do you yeah. see, you hear what I'm saying? But on a lot of those things, don't you actually have to have the car to get the watch? Maybe. Yeah, I think that's part I of it I would guess sometimes. I could go on eBay right now and buy a 918 <laughs> yeah, watch. Yeah, maybe there's a few <clears throat> out there, you're right. But yeah, there are, it, it's tough. I mean, it, but when it comes to an actual manufacturer, doing a car watch i kind of like that but it always always slightly confuses it a little for me like the ferrari watches you know they they're not made by ferrari but there are other watch brands that make a ferrari watch but i don't quite i don't know that just doesn't feel like me that i would wear the whole outfit I'd rather yeah. just wear the car and whatever else i'm wearing that day right i'm pretty strict on like the what i'm i collect quite a few watches but I'm, I'm quite strict on you know it's mostly vintage um you Rolex. brought watches today I right watches. we veered wildly yeah. from indie racing into watches but since we're on it and i and i know <laughs> what you're going get back to the cars Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah. will we will get back to the cars but we're, we're talking about watches right now mm. and the talk show host in me knows that let's just go with that let's just he's got a bag He's got some stuff in it. I, I want to see what he's what what uh, Scott Dixon brought in here. Why not? I know you like uh, Daytonas, right? I love them. You you're actually wearing sporting ones. Today. I'm wearing this one because I know you like that. So watch. I brought a couple of different ones. Wow, he's got a tool um, roll. He's unrolling right now. Actually, we'll start here. Nice so this, leather this, tool roll. Yeah, and wow, some Houdinki right there. Individual travel packs. This is all Houdinki swag. Big thank you, Ben Climber. Ben Climber, there we go. Well, he didn't send me this. But there's a there's a uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, that is a Newman dial Newman. Daytona. Wow, you are really into it. Now you and I have communicated many times on Instagram. Yeah, and you always write as if 
I'm thinking about buying something, <laughs> but but you never, in at least from my side of it, pull the trigger. And now here's the most incredible collection of Rolex Daytonas. Here's a six two six three. Yeah, six two six three black, black dial with the that. big red Daytona. Yeah. Wow. No service dials for you, sir. Not right now. That. But no, it's it's. Uh, I enjoy walked it. in here with a here's weapon a, right uh, now. Here's more of a modern one, but that's a Daytona winner. Right oh, there. we like that guy. So this is a Daytona winning Daytona. Yeah, yeah it's the one uh, inscribed we, on the my back. First, my first Daytona one actually with Dan Weldon and Casey Mears back in 2006. Good Lord. Yeah. Wow, look at the subdials on the 6263. Look at that. Well, maybe that's just from the plastic reflecting. Yeah, I think it Let is me from take reflecting. a picture. Yeah, I'll take that off. Because there's no way. I kind of like them mint wrapped in the plastic. This is great. Wow. Just yeah, throw them down the there. So the you've really off. gone nuts here. Yeah, you've it's... quietly um, gone nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many I have now. I must... I, I <coughs> obviously, a ton of modern stuff, too. Right. But Look at uh, that. It's always a bit of fun. Here's a Carrera, a tag. I know you like tags. Look, I'm just taking some pictures. But it's... Uh, they did a, a small wow. run when, uh, when I raced for Target. Uh, as the sponsor that was... Uh, I think That's a made, Target Tag Hoyer? Yeah, they only made 50 of them, I think. But it's uh, it's kind of an interesting kind of dial, but it's uh, it's a fun watch as well. The rare Target Tag Hoyer. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even know this watch existed. Yeah. No, had no idea. I think they said there was 50 of them. I'm not well, totally I know, sure you know, there's the Tiffany dial watches yeah. that, that, are, that are prized. Yeah. I've seen, yeah, nothing like that. That is so cool. I, I would wear that watch a lot. I like the whole Target. <laughs> target yeah, it's, uh, it just seems there's a humility and a fun to that watch. Well, it's different. You're just not going to see it. Yeah, no. But here's a uh, here's a three six nine. I don't know if you've seen one of those before. Wow. Submariner. Good lord. Yeah. So you've really gone bonkers here. Is I this your it, entire collection no. that you have here? No, no, you've really lots, gone nuts. Lots. Does your wife know what you're doing? <laughs> she knows some of it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> They're investments, right? I think that's the, <clears> they that's, really that's are. That's the way you sell them as investments. What is happening with... They, they all seem to be going up at such rapid paces. Have you have you noticed lately? The yeah. other day, I, I was uh, just Googling some of my watches just to see where we were at. Yeah. And things had doubled in price. Yeah. You even have some great pieces, and you have well, even the Tudor you have is amazing. You Which know, one? Uh, the, Tudor, the Tudor, the Tudor French Navy, French Navy. Yeah, sub yeah, that I bought. Yeah. By me. The thing that really one of my favorite watches is the Rolex sixteen eighty Submariner. Yeah, with the date. Yeah. and about three years ago, I went down to want to buy a watch here in L.A. because yeah. my wife wanted a gold Rolex. You know that that the ladies wear. Absolutely. She has she has no nice watches. I was finally like get get this. This will yeah. be fun. Yeah. And I said, let me let me trade this in, and and they said, you know, these sixteen eighties, nobody wants them. It's all about the Rolex Submariner five five one three. Yeah, and it's like why? Because they don't have a date. They're easier yeah, to set, easy which I to set. totally understand, right? Yep. So I said, what? Whatever, just give me whatever you want for it. Uh, so a week later, I called up Ken. I said, look, I am missing my watch. Can I come back in and buy it? Back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just it's... whatever the trading was. Can I just give you that cash? And I, you know, I think it was about six sixty five hundred dollars. And he goes, "Yeah, but look, I've got. I'm glad you're taking it. I've got a bunch of these. None of them are moving. I, I looked crazy. last week. Yeah. They doubled in price. Did you have the single red or it's the the white? I don't even have yeah. a red. Yeah, it's yeah. the reds that were the reds used to be like a nine thousand dollar watch, yeah. and those have zipped up to thirty. Depending and on what they are, for yeah, sure. right, yeah, and they yeah. dragged up the the lowly, just plain sixteen eighty. But think it's a lot beautifully of it's, patinaed. Yeah, a lot of it's been. 
you know, I think the Paul Newman kind of auction definitely created a lot of interest right, right across the board. You know, Phillips have done <coughs> a really good job with, with uh, their auctions and creating awareness, you know, doing their little tours. I know you, right. you went to one of those as well. But yeah, yeah. Also, Hodinkee, you know, they've, they've done an amazing job of, of just, uh, you know, informing people of, of what's available, what's out there, what's, you know, interesting, what's not maybe. But, but there's so much out there. But uh, definitely the, the, the Rolex and vintage stuff has, has gone real crazy. I also, you know, what do you suppose, you know, I, I suspect a lot of people really weren't looking at this stuff, really weren't considering vintage watches. It was a time where it's like, why do I need a watch? I've got my phone. Yeah. But I also suspect it's a lot easier to store these watches than it is to store cars. <laughs> you know, like you're saying, your wife knows some of what you have. The yeah. same goes tr- holds true for me. <clears throat> I've talked to a lot of guys who who will say, "Look, I bought this a year ago. My wife has never noticed it on my wrist. Doesn't even look at it. Doesn't even see it." Yeah, my wife will notice them for sure. But right, I, I, right. I think, you know, if, even if you look at Daytonas, <coughs> they all look fairly similar, right? You know, as long They as, do. You, know, it, it, you can kind of get away with that. Yeah, and then yeah. if you have a safety deposit box, you know, it's not even at the house. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that, definitely, that definitely helps a lot. But, what are you going to uh, do today with all this stuff? you got to be careful just yeah, carrying this stuff around, yeah. right? You, just keep I, you know, your sure person. some of them. Some of them are, you know, fairly uh, significant. But but uh, I don't know. I still enjoy it. You know, it's, it's um, you know, I've been very fortunate with the business that I'm in and, and you know, these are some of the things that I really enjoy. Yeah. Know? So it's, uh, yeah. it's definitely, I think with watches, man, it gets you, they can suck you in big time. Same with cars. How do you enjoy a watch? Help me with this. Um, it's interesting. It's a, it's a hard question, but. Yeah. I don't know. For me, my first watch actually was a uh, Sure. It was the Monaco. And I bought it actually, I think, at LAX to him. It was the first year I started racing an IndyCar. And it was just sitting there right in the shop. And I uh, ended up purchasing it on the way to race in Japan that year. So that, I think, for me, I'd always seen them, you know, seen Rolex Daytonas uh, being involved in motor racing from, you know, I started go-karts and seven, then into Formula cars at the age of 13 in New Zealand and then Australia and then America. You know, that environment, there was just people always wearing those watches. Right. So it was something that I always wanted, um, but never really had the money to do it. You know, yeah. we, we came from, you know, uh, not not an extremely poor family, but we just didn't have the money to, to go and buy a watch or anything like that. But it's, uh, I don't know, it's something for me that's that men... You know, it's like an accessory. It's mm-hmm. you know, jewelry. Um, it's the only thing I really wear as a watch. Uh, but I also love, you know, the mechanical side of it. I think that's what's really drawn and and made people go full circle with watches. Is just that you know, it's it's everything is advancing so fast with phones, with digital watches. Mm-hmm. It's cool to to have these mechanical pieces um, that people can enjoy. And and for me in my business, you're you know, you're in the business of racing against time. You know, that's, that's right. what it's always, everything we do is timed, whether it's preparing the car, getting the car fixed or trying to better the competition, you know, it's always a race against time. And, and that's, you know, the simplicity to me is what it comes back to. Yeah. And a history. I, I, it, it, you know, for me, they're like cars, like it wouldn't, it, the value doesn't really matter. Yeah. If these things were a hundred bucks, I would have a ton of them <laughs> and just were, I just like looking at them. I, they just feel right. They feel like an extension of my style, whatever that means. Exactly. And it's, yeah. it, it, and it's at a personal enjoyment. It's a moment at like a, a red light where you just look down and you yeah. see your blue jeans and this watch and you're like, God, I just love looking at that thing the same way I love looking at a, you know, a really great car design. Even you events, know? right? When you're getting ready, you know, yeah. I mean, you have, you're already in my mind. I'm like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to wear 
with yeah. Paul Newman tonight or, you know, you know, something different. And it's just, yeah. it's something I look forward to. And, it, and, it, and isn't it, it's rare that anybody even notices anyways, but you do, you yeah. enjoy it. Right? I think in the clicks that, that, uh, at least some of the ones I hang out in, you know, they notice and they, they yeah. really enjoy it. Uh, and, and same with you too. You know, it's, it's, it's yeah. one of those things that's definitely become more at the forefront too. Well, it, it's a hunt too. It gives us something to hunt for that won't get us Got in trouble. a lot tougher though, man. The internet is <laughs> What's that? Uh, trying to find these watches. You know, everybody it's knows so the value of them now. So it's, it becomes such a, uh, you know, there, there's quite a few out there. There is a lot of saturation, but I think in all reality to find good pieces, there's not that many. Well, and trustworthy people. Yes. It's funny. There's a lot of that. Yeah. A lot of that. There's a lot of that out there. That's actually how it, uh, my story with my first ever Daytona, uh, I, I, you know, finally, I think I, it was maybe my first race when I had an, an IndyCar, it might have been the year before, but, uh, you know, I'm like, I'm going to buy a Daytona. Couldn't get one at the store, you know, even at that time in the early 2000s, you know, they just, I was, you know, basically a nobody that was trying to buy, you know, watch and they had their mm -hmm. lists, but I uh, found one on eBay, you know, I'm like, yeah, bought it, you know, it was uh, white dial, um, and so then the package turns up, and it's it's a package with just a basket in it. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. So long story short, you know, uh, eventually get the the money back through insurance and all that kind of stuff. But that was my first introductory. And to who Toronto whose Bar. insurance? What? Who was it through again? Through eBay. So it's, eBay. So that eBay insurance yeah, worked. Yeah, it so did. But also, um, you know, it 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 not for the full amount, but it was like maybe 60% or 70% of it. But uh, that was definitely a, a big lesson I learned straight off the bat with that. Yeah, I think we've, I learned that lesson with a VCR in Boston when oh, I was yeah? a kid. Yeah. Well, hey kid, in college. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how'd you like a VCR for yeah. 75 bucks? Well, I would, sir. I would love that. Here, hop in the car. Got in the car with some strange people. Oh. They drove me to uh, a little store. It was a DVD player. Sorry, yeah. we were... We were they drove me to this little candy store down the end of the street in the south end of Boston there. They said, go inside. The guy's going to have it. We, we walked in together. He goes, wait right here. He walks out back, went right out the back door. And I'm just standing in this oh, weird right. candy store with yeah. a bunch of folks. And then I went up to the cashier <laughs> and I said, hey, where's my DVD player? <laughs> And the guy went, what? <laughs> what are you looking at? Yeah, what DVD player? Get out of here. Oh, man. And I went, oh. And then uh, I saw that guy about three weeks later. Oh, he did? Yeah, he li turns out he lived in my... I was in a gentrified neighborhood, so yeah. it was half kind of college students and half, you know, some a lot of criminals, yeah, apparently. Yeah, yeah. A lot of good people, but also just a lot of criminals. But I'm guessing you didn't get your DVD player. <laughs> and I said, hey! <laughs> <Where is that? laughs> this is another mistake I made as a college kid. Hey! Hey, aren't you the guy who uh, ripped me off... For that uh, DVD player? And he turned around and looked at me. He goes, what? <laughs> what? Goes, you ripped me off. You took my $75 for that DVD player. And he didn't say anything. He just took out his knife and started running at me. Oh, no. Really? <laughs> Chasing me down the block with his knife. <clears throat> and I ran into a little pharmacy on the corner. And he came up to the glass. And there was this, you know, I, I was hoping it would be a pharmacy. It was a tiny pharmacy, just full... The pharmacist was just this spindly old guy who oh, wasn't going to do anything. And I realized, well, this is it. And he he came to the door and he just decided it wasn't worth it to so kill me that dying day. over a DVD player. There's no way. I couldn't get over the guy's desk. The f it was just, it was all going to go down. It was going to be ugly. And Holy I could not moly. take this guy. It was a big dude. 
with and a he, knife. And he, and he had a knife. A big knife. <laughs> big knife. It wasn't the, the only time that's happened, but that's when I learned my lesson. Yeah. Anyway, let's get back Listen to some learned. car talk. Listen learned. Let's get back to indie racing. Um, these cars, this car you're going to test, what's been happening with it uh, between seasons? Uh, so I think, in, at least with our team, I think in most teams there's normally two cars in rotation. I think at some of the bigger teams there's maybe two or three per driver in rotation. So uh, depending on, you know, there's always one that's normally singled out for the Indianapolis 500 that gets a, you know, kind of a, a more detailed body fit because you're looking for, you know, such fine points of you know maybe a pound here of drag or or anything that's going to to help you you know possibly win the pole at the Indianapolis 500 but also you know try and go on to win right. you know our marquee event and you know probably <coughs> the most uh, historical race when event when the world. do the engineers turn that car over to you right you have a lot as i recall i've toured a lot of your uh, your places down and it's always this group of great yeah. smart engineers Absolutely. who always tell me it's about the engineering. It is. It is. <laughs> the driver yeah, it is. is great, but it's about the engineering. Well, so of course, he... <laughs> it's all about the driver. You know, yes. that's 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 yeah, what that's it's what really you about. say. You're the driver, <laughs> yeah. but but no, are there's... they are they messing with this car? Are there new rules that they have to deal with right now, or is this essentially the same car as last year? So last year went through a major change from we had aero package competition between uh, the manufacturers, so GM and, and Honda, um, which was, I think, a two or three year period. And then they decided, hey, we're spending a bunch of money. Nobody really sees the difference. It's not really doing anything for our racing. If anything, it's possibly making it worse. So they, uh, IndyCar, you know, uh, went back to the drawing, water, drawing board and, and ended up coming up with a unified aero kit and uh so now everybody across the field 25 six cars or whatever it is has the same aero kit the only definition now is obviously the teams you know and what they do to the cars and then the engine manufacturer with uh, gm and we run with uh, with honda so in the off season you you're going to have many uh objectives right you know you, you analyze the season to start with where we may maybe didn't do as well or where we excelled and, and you try and fill in all the holes to obviously make the car faster uh but also a better package for everybody <coughs> so yeah the, it's it's you know our last race uh, i was in sonoma last year and the second week of september but they work all the way through the winter uh trying to find uh you know speed at the the wind tunnel uh the shaker rigs uh we spend a lot of time um spend a lot Bring of time working uh, on simulators these thank days you. so yeah it's it's uh thank you for that it's uh, yeah, it's an ongoing process that's just continuous. Now you, but <clears throat> last year you won, right? Yeah, we won the championship. Yeah. <laughs> you won First the championship. Uh, so I'm only, I'm only the second person to ever do that outside of AJ Foyt. So uh, wow. hasn't been that's done amazing. for 51 years. So. so what do you? So but again, don't you feel the pressure now? I mean, because you you can't go in there and go, here's how we can do better because we did the best. We beat everybody, right? Uh, I so, don't know. You feel good, man. You just won, right? So it's it's yeah. it's uh, you know you you might walk around with your, your chest out a little bit more, but 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 it's not uh, but it's not it, that. It's, it's what are you looking to improve if you've already won? Do you know what I mean? That that in itself can be a little bit of a trap, right? It's that you know almost that you lay back a little bit. Yeah, complacency is the worst right, uh, right. portion that that you can you can uh, and and I think as a team, you know, a lot of people forget that motor racing, it's a team sport, you know, it's it's not the driver, it's not, you know, the engine supplier, it's not the car. You know, it's 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 you know, for us I think it's almost 80 people that that you know run the 
two IndyCars. Mm-hmm. So uh, not to mention, you know, the Ford GT program and the NASCAR side and the Xfinity side, you know, it's, it's a big operation with right. a lot of people and a lot of moving parts. But um, yeah, you know, it's, it's uh, for us, fortunately, there was a lot of holes in our program last year. So there's a lot of areas that we can improve. And I think that's, you know, definitely gives us a good shot. Unfortunately, in, in my position, I've never been able to repeat a championship uh, <laughs> i've never been able to defend it so yes that's goal number one for right, this year is right. to, to try and go for that you're like championship. you're like the tom brady of racing you're like the tom brady <laughs> well of he racing. just got six right so yeah we'll, he we'll, just we'll, got six we'll be chasing you've six got too. five yeah you could get he's six killing right it here. man he's killing it this uh you mentioned the four gt yeah and i saw your instagram post oh, of yeah. a four gt so backing it up even further you know i i drive obviously the indycar uh four chip and then the Ford GT program uh, was there was the sports par- sports car program that Chip was going to be running. So he's like, hey, you know, will you come and join and do the endurance races, which are Daytona 24-hour, Sebring 12-hour, Le Mans 24-hour, and Petit Le Mans, uh, which is in Atlanta. And I was like, yeah, um, you know, we'll talk about the money side of things, but ultimately I want to get one of the cars, you know, one of the road cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah no go. problem, no problem, you know, and... They didn't write it into any of the deal, and I was like, oh, here we go. So <laughs> No problem, no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, probably six me. months into the program. I think it might have been around Lamar, and uh, I'm like, hey, you know, what, uh, what, how about getting on the list for that thing? They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we need, we need to do that. And then when I called up eventually, um, you know, some of the, the uh, people in charge at the time, which have now moved on, but uh, they're like, oh, yeah, you need to submit. You know, yeah, uh, an application, you know, an application, and be part of the program. So yeah, I had to had to do the little video. You know, yeah, isn't it funny those manu- those manufacturers are always like that. There's always a guy like that who says, yeah, yeah, sure, I can take care of it, but but it's a corporate entity with many different departments and politics yep. inside, and it always gets lost unless you're talking to the number one guy. That's been my experience. Unless you're talking to the boss, and even then, it's frank- there's a disconnect to the dealership union and the wow. dealership. So there's they can't really say to their dealers a lot of times sell that guy that car for that much but it's so fragmented you know you you got ford then you've got multimatic that actually build the car for yes. ford you know so you have that disconnect then you have you know those two layers of people that are running that and then you know even if you look at the corporate side you know you got the main man then you got the the two main men below him or woman, so what did you write or, so you know, whatever it is but so no i just i uh, want to know what you wrote for your essay did you say um, I am Scott fucking Ronald Dixon? <laughs> end of essay. <laughs> no, I basically. I I, how will I promote this car? <laughs> I will drive it. <laughs> I think I just said I'd won a couple of championships. Uh, I'll be driving the just car. Just in case you didn't know, I'll be driving the car. You know, for you uh, at, at at these great races that we're going to try and go and win, but. Um, yeah, no, I still had to fill out all the stats. You know, had had uh, oh any God. history I had with Ford previously, which I had. Not. Yeah, I think actually I had a, uh, a Ford F one fifty a maroon one uh, back when I was about twenty two. That that I brought cheap, I brought for like five grand because it had hit a power pole on the left mm-hmm. side. So you actually on the was it on the left side or the right side? So it was what on the right Ford side? So you're actually getting into there, it. You right? had to get all in from the driver's side. So wow. So if you've owned, so what you're saying, I think, is if you've owned a Ford F one fifty, you yes. can get this new the Ford car. GT. Yeah, that's, wow. That's the that's the inside line. And you're not going to John Cena this thing. You're not going to just get it and flip it, right? Well, it's nice. you, do you want to buy it? Huh? You uh, want to buy well, it? Sure. <laughs> no, uh, I, I would do that. Know, in I two think they, they're pretty uh, pretty restrictive on that now, and, and I don't think it would be a good. You've look You've got two for, years, for right? Myself. Yeah, I think they. And you're enjoying it. They hold the title now. I think is how they actually do it. 
That's so weird. Yeah. That's Which so I don't... Weird. I think there's been a couple of cases, maybe. Wasn't there something in Texas that went down? And yeah. And actually, the no. judge decided that they couldn't do it, so... Yeah. Yeah. Now, the big case was this John Cena case. Then I know there was a car that went to auction. There was also... Yeah. A, and there's been three it? auction now, right? I think there was... Uh, yeah. But the last one was for charity. That was the... Right. The, right. Uh, the golf car. But you're loving sold. the car. I actually haven't driven it. Well, I drove it. it. I drove it from uh, where I picked it up and then to get... Because you have to get the clear covering the you know well, uh sticky stuff you know so it's protected the clear you covering. have to get that well they suggest to it's they said don't drive it more than 10 miles until you get that stuff put on the car so i went and did that and then in the process of why that, did they say why did you say why uh because it'll wreck the paint so it has some pretty big ducks behind the front wheels but um, what if you just didn't ever put it on well then that's your problem but they're just saying you know they're hey, just saying if you're going idea, to do it do it in the first idea. 10 miles yeah i never do any of that stuff yeah i like i, d- I did i don't know it's the first significant car yeah i've ever brought you know yeah i've had nice cars but isn't it weird if you want if you want a protective coating on it why don't you put that on at the factory and just give me the car yeah you know why am i doing something after you give me this you know it's like another five or ten thousand (laughs) dollars you know it's very expensive right to the top but (laughs) in this process somehow the front when the front windscreen got broken as well so (laughs) i still haven't driven this thing i drove it about eight eight miles yeah, that would make me crazy. Yeah, it's, it's a cool looking car. And, and where in, where is the car? Is it here? Is it in, Indy? Is it's in? Uh, it got delivered in Indianapolis, but. Uh, and where are we'll you year round? Where do you live? Um, so we most of the times in Indianapolis. I go home to New Zealand, you know, two three times a year. My wife's British, so we spend quite a bit of time in London as well. And then uh, we actually some of the cars I keep in Montana as well. Right, but so. you got you have kids too, right? Yeah. So yep. where are they in school? In Indianapolis. In Indianapolis. Yeah. Wow, yeah. and then international school in Indianapolis. So they're in French immersion. That's uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of good so they'll stuff stay going there, and then over the summer they just travel around with you and have a good time. Yeah, pretty and much. You have girls, right? Two two little girls. Yeah, Poppy oh, and Tilly. They're seven and nine. Do they're they a lot like, of fun. Do they like racing? Um, <laughs> Poppy, do they get Poppy it? Poppy is kind of asked about it a yeah. little bit, and actually the last trip we took to New Zealand over Christmas and New Year, they they had their first go on a go kart. So yeah, yeah. and they loved it. Unfortunately, yeah. they loved it. That's great. Yeah. You know, you should have them follow uh, a past guest of Spike's Car Radio, Aurora Strauss, 19-year-old, Harvard-educated, yeah. female racer extraordinaire, yeah, I, an I, extraordinary person, really bright, yeah. uh, beautiful young woman who's just killing it in the racing scene. But I would definitely. But do you want that? You don't want them to race. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> it's expensive, man, and it's tough. Yeah, you know, yeah. The, the motor racing business model has changed. And a your lot. wife, you have this beautiful wife who I'd imagine is thrilled to have little girls who she doesn't want them to be grease monkeys, right? Well, the problem with <laughs> Emma is like, so Emma was actually a, a, a runner for Great Britain. So right. So she, uh, she ran, her specialty was 800 meters, but she's probably outside of Chip. Well, and they're probably the most competitive people I've ever met. So she actually would be fine with it but right you know, i think the the financial side is tough and yeah, i don't know yeah. man it's uh, not gonna happen it's a tough world tough right. world out there well look we're gonna take a quick break cool. then we're gonna get to uh, all of the questions our listeners have and some more of mine we'll be right back with spikes car radio 60 seconds that's exactly how long this commercial lasts you know what else you can do in about a minute get an offer with your car from true car that's right in the amount of time it takes to floss your teeth pet your dog do a few sit-ups just listen to my voice you can get a true cash offer best of all you can do it from your smartphone or at home just go to true car and simply enter your license plate number and watch how your car's details pop up 
Answer a few questions and you'll get an accurate True Cash offer from local True Card certified dealer. It's that easy. After that, you can bring your car in and they'll check it out with you together, the two of you. You can even hug if you want. You can ask questions, get the answers you need so there's no surprises, and simply leave your check or trade in your car for a new ride. So when you're ready to experience a new, better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. You're listening to Spike's Car Radio. Welcome back. I'm here with Scott Dixon, uh, Indy Champion 5. Going for number six, like Tom Brady. A little too competitive with Tom Brady for me. Chasing six. There we go. Ch- chasing chasing six. six. We were talking about um, saying the GT2 RS is a little rough. It's crazy. It's a uh, it's aggressive. It's aggressive, word right? Right. It was aggressive. As as compared to a Ford GT, and it really leads me to to this conversation I have all the time and had just yesterday with a couple of friends about is it you know. They said, well, which car are you liking? Because I have trouble driving a GT3 now because of the GT2 RS. I love this thing, right? Um, The question is, can you enjoy a car like the Ford GT or GT2 RS a lot? A guy like you who's a professional driver. Because I've met race car drivers before. Um, Brian Vickers comes to mind. Who wants something quiet when he's on the road and he likes it likes the tesla he would rather be in that on the road right because he's in something aggressive on the track how do you feel about that i'm kind of in the same boat uh just because it's it's such a disconnect you know from from what we get to drive on track is is you know they're 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 amazing they stop well they have a lot of power they have a lot of right right they're 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 at the high point of aggression right right and then road cars you know they kind of just feel like they roll around a lot you know the the (laughs) the the road tire is not very good um (laughs) but then so are you going to enjoy this ford gt or is it going to feel less than well the ford gt is kind of it just looks so cool that car like this the style you know of what you know, how they've been able to keep the history and the look of it, but also modernize it has been has been pretty incredible. Uh, Porsche, you know, do a F Porsche do a fantastic job of that too. I think across their lines uh, throughout the years. But yeah, I, I don't know. I not as far as going fast or anything like that. It's more <laughs> of like maybe doing a you know cars and coffee and hanging out and talking to people about you know that car. And and for the sheer fact, there's not that many of them either, right? Right, but right. I did have a fun day. So we did the the press day. I think out in Utah at the the uh, Miller Motorsports Park or whatever. It's mm-hmm. changed to now, um, which was cool because there was like 15 of those things and you could just thrash the hell out of them and then you give it back, right? So yeah, uh, I won't the, be doing that. That is in, the best situation. World. Yeah. So Somebody else's car, somebody else's tires. Exactly. Well, what will you do in this car? Probably just enjoy it with my wife. You know, it might be the, the dinner date car. and, and uh, But I'm not a flashy guy either. Like, I love my Acura see MDX. That? I don't hybrid. know. I, I got would a love new hybrid. S- I, I like. would love to see you pull up. At a restaurant in L.A. Yeah. in that car. It's cool. But good luck getting into the uh, parking lot if there's an elevation. <laughs> oh, you can raise the front. Come what on. is your wife really going to... Oh, it's got a lift? Yeah, it does. you got to have lift. it. Yeah. you got it. You absolutely have to have yeah. it. See, I've never taken Eric out in that, that car. She, yeah. You know, for a while I had her convinced it was the same car as the GT3 Touring that we just... Yep put a, a wing on it and stripes but literally the same car there's yeah. only one car okay. i'm just switching back. oh really nice <laughs> we didn't That's, want zuckerman I and i my, my co-hosts we we were just playing a little trick on our wives that we <laughs> that we didn't want them to know how same many cars car. we were buying so we had a two chalk 911s <laughs> a gt2 rs and a gt3 and we yeah. would just say it's the same car <laughs> yeah, yeah. no no no. zuckerman just put the wing and the stripes on it that's the same car <laughs> 
But she doesn't like the bouncy. She doesn't like, you know, she would rather just go in the Range Rover. I get that. How do you enjoy yours, though? Do you go, like, up into the mountains? Do you, you know, do you go on the no. day trips? or I am a an everything driver. Yeah. I like to just incorporate a car yeah. into into the week. I don't like to adapt to the car and where it wants to go. Yeah. I want the car to be with me all the time. Have you driven so, the, uh, the Acura NSX? Yeah, yeah. I, like I enjoyed that. So uh, Long Beach Grand Prix last year, I had that for, for the week and, and went out to Malibu. But even that, because even in a city environment, when you stop me at the lights all the time, it just runs electric, right? So yeah. it's extremely quiet. Right. But also can get quite aggressive. And, and uh, yeah. we took it up in the hills. And I don't know. It's a fun car. It's a great car for the price point. Yeah. It, that's the problem is the price point. Well, it, it, I, I think you just have a bunch of folks, you know. Oh, look. Hi. <laughs> Let's see here. We're at the airport. Someone's coming in. Just waving to us. Walking by, she it's, needs an Uber, people I think. Uh, think this is Atlantic Terminal, so they're arriving for flights. Oh, they, wow. they come in here as if we work here. Yeah, we'll ask we need questions. To I think you need to help her. Where out. do we get the helicopter? <laughs> and I say, get out. Um, <clears throat> the you know the Acura brand has a little bit of trouble. You know, I once uh, someone told me that the, the people who buy Acuras are people who don't like cars <laughs> don't think about cars in a passionate way so yeah. to have that top tier nsx which is a very cool car yeah. you know a lot of us like that yes. but it's not necessarily the drivers who have been driving acura or who are ready to make that purchase you know what i mean but it's i think it's a super cool car yeah it's a cool car but it, 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 i don't know the recognition it, it doesn't get yeah nobody much. knows what it is yeah i yeah. don't know it's it's uh you know coming <clears> well, from New Zealand. but that's what i'm saying there's not a passionate fan yeah. base at least here in southern california yeah you know you go out in the ford gt you're gonna you're gonna meet a lot of friends you go out in the gt2 rs you, you still know. a ford though right yeah it's no it's a six hundred thousand dollar ford <laughs> <laughs> i know well i like fords though i mean <laughs> yeah. I, I grew up with mustangs and things and that's why you know i'm drawn to that car yeah. and it is the coolest looking thing anyway let's get to some questions cool. here dario franchitti wants to know dixie oh. does he call you dixie yeah when are you going to get your cash out and buy some cool old cars cool old cars yeah Do you have any cool so actually i went out uh, dario franchitti if you don't know is uh what three-time indy 500 champion also a four-time indy only champion. three only three. Oh. Yeah, he was he was he was hoarding a little there for a while, <laughs> but uh, he's a he's a mad uh, Porsche guy too. And yes, has I know a great, that. Great collection. Yes. Uh, actually went on a trip with him to uh, Scotland uh, in November or December, which didn't start out too well. We had a bit of an accident. Uh, not mm -hmm. not us, but another one in our group, and and uh, wrecked one of the cars. But uh, I yeah, I don't know. I think I'm sold. So on that trip too, that. Um, there was also a, a singer. I call them stingers because of the price, but the uh, the singer was there as well. Right, so, right. Uh, I don't know. I really enjoy that car. So I, I've I've hung out with Maz a little bit and uh, been to to you know uh, their factory a couple of times. Right, so right. That might be my first break into <clears throat> that Porsche. Well, now there are two very different cars that they sell right isn't the new deal they're doing the dls <laughs> yeah I, i'm gonna drive it next weekend oh, to you bring are? it out to malibu for me to drive so they still have just the mules right there's no i, I don't know yeah i i have no i mean i uh, you know i'm just going by what's coming across in my text feed but it yeah. sounds like i'm driving it next weekend out there it but that's a 1.8 million dollar car yes. right and then there and and we were just in arizona at uh, our friend's uh car storage place auto car club eli oh, yeah. and it, they had a singer drive and and we drove the latest 
uh, entry level singer, yes. the five hundred thousand yes. dollar car, yeah. which is spectacular. It is superb. The it's attention. not exactly a vintage car, though. That's not what Dario is saying. Yeah. He's saying, "Are you going to buy a fifty-eight Speedster? Are you going to buy a seventy-three nine eleven RS? Perhaps a, an RSR, so one of the old Porsche race cars that come with a title that you can put a license plate on." So I've started, uh, obviously, talk, you know, going in more depth with Dario on on these because you know it, it's not something you you really want to dive into without doing a lot of research first, right? No, and he's uh, the guy. you know, he he's definitely the guy for me at least. But um, I don't know the the this singer for me for you, had a, I had just such a a big appreciation for it. The right, attention right. to detail on those things, yeah, is incredible. Yeah, you know, when you roll up to the factory, you're like, oh god, what's what have we got here? But yeah. when you see the work that goes on, and and you kind of it kind of crosses both paths. Yeah, you know, it's it can be a daily driver. It's a cool cruiser, looks amazing, right. has the old kind of feel and look, and and roadster hot roddy, well hot rod kind of you know portion to it. So I, I don't know. I think that's what I'll probably dip my toes into first. They my, are incredibly well made. Very. But they are not vintage. <laughs> they, I hear they have vintage cues and yeah. design cues. I totally hear what you're saying. Yeah. This is, in my opinion, and I can uh, back channel with Dario. This yes. is a two-car purchase. If yeah. you're going to go singer, I want you to get into something old. Like, you know, I can see you getting into one of the IROC, 74 IROC 911 yeah. race cars, which yeah. you can drive on the street right yeah. up there. You can take them right out. The 73, the RSR, that, uh, you know, something like that. And you would... Like a 73 RS is where I would start you right off. Yeah. Right into a 73 RS. I think RS. Dario, it might be what he's uh, itching at there is that he has, a, I, think he's got a, I think he's got a bit of a hot rod for sale coming up here he does? shortly. So maybe he's trying to push <clears> that push. But that aren't you way. interested in just, before you get to the hot rod, just the race cars, yeah. the old race cars? Yeah. Because you really do, you know, you've driven this stuff. Yeah, I, yeah it, it, I would I would be looking at early 911s and something with a little bit of race history and just something you can have fun in. We definitely need to talk about it then. Yeah, See, I'm just uneducated on that portion. It's just not. Something well, we that can was, help you with yes, all of that. We I can need. help you with all of that. And Dario is going to do that because that sounds like <laughs> what Seinfeld did to me back in the day. I was saying exactly the same things you were saying. I was saying, no, I want it kind of new, and I want it in silver and black. And what do you like this old stuff? It's so slow. Yeah. It's so slow. And now I find the older, the better. Like, yeah, because you feel more part of it. You What's know, the, that? There's of, of an older car. <clears throat> well, look, you, you really you know, feel it. You I know, hate the to tell you. The newer stuff is you feel a bit disconnected. You're already there. Yeah. I'm looking at the, the watch, watches on this table right here yeah. and what you've chosen, and you don't even know. Yeah. Yep. Your your brain has already made those choices, and in the future, it's going to make those car choices, yep. and I know where it's going to land. It's because I it's feel like I understand <laughs> the watch thing, yeah, for, for the most part. But, yeah, but, but, yeah. but then you know, I think that's yeah. It's gonna. It's kind of maybe the gateway. Dari has been the gateway. The drug. simple <laughs> mechanical pleasures of an early yeah. nine eleven or even a three fifty six. The simplicity of it. Something the you can work on too, right? Nothing extra. Yeah. It's it's very much like this collection of watches you yeah. have there. Yeah. Oh, you're dead. So it's coming. Dario's going to have a lot. My wife of fun actually with was, you. was been has been asking about a, a three five six, but um, she can't even drive a stick shift. So Who's I don't that? Know. My wife. Well, that's well, you teach her on that. That's a yeah. great car to learn on. Yeah, I, I've I've done it before, and and you teach people in five minutes. How are the brakes though? She needs good brakes. No, they're horrible. They have to <laughs> anticipate. That's part of the fun. But you're not. You're never going that fast. It's the sensation of speed. You got to understand. My wife actually crashed into our nanny's car in our driveway. Wow, this is a so story it, I would it, never it, believe it, about a uh, wife. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is so, shocking. I'm yeah. shocked that yeah. a wife would crash a car. <laughs> but apparently there wasn't that much damage, but we still need to tow No, no, it's never that much damage. <laughs> you just need a new door, yeah. new windshield, yeah. new this. Not a big deal. Yeah. 
Oh my so God. it needs good breaks. All right, here we go. Uh, are you nervous? Oh, Bear wants to know. Whenever you go through a Taco Bell drive-through after oh, dark. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, that was. Why would you a, ask that question? Yeah, it was a bit of a crazy situation. So I think it was two years ago. I just won the poll at the Indy 500. Um, you were you were mugged, right? Well, yeah, Dario and I actually we were meant to go to dinner. We had a reservation downtown at an Italian restaurant. And was then, this here uh, in LA? Where? It was in Indianapolis. Indianapolis. So we just, yeah, just won the poll oh, uh, at the 500. And uh, it got late with all the media stuff. So it was probably 9, 30, 10 o'clock. And, and uh, so we think it's a good idea to, to rock up to the local Taco Bell. And uh, kind of out of the corner of my eye, I was just getting ready to order. I see, you know, somebody walk by and then, then there was a gun in the car. Jeez. Uh, another guy on the other side, on Dario's side of the car, on the passenger side, trying to break the window to get in. And, uh, you know, asking for wallets, phones, watches, whatever. And uh, so he did. So he's banging on this window with what? Well, no. The, so my side, the gun's already in the car. Cause yeah. I had the, I had but the, you said he was breaking the window. He was trying try, to know that his friend on the other side yes. of the car was trying to break the window. Just, you know, punching with his fist. Yeah. And, and no, no and luck. Trying to get Dario, you know, to, so you to could, wind the window down. But oh, course, I see. I you're see. Not, you're not going to do that. So he did not. No. And the gun is in your... And what kind of gun was it? Do you uh, remember a revolver or some sort of... I don't know. I remember being kind of like... So I come from New Zealand. Like, even the right. police don't have guns. Right. Um, they have, like, sticks. So the... Uh, <laughs> you know, I remember looking sticks. at this thing. And I'm like, man, is that real? You know, like... And he's still yelling for stuff. And, and oh I only God. the only thing I had was my wife's wallet. I didn't even have my wallet <laughs> on me. And I knew there was nothing in that thing, you know, apart from maybe a credit card. So I, I handed him that. And then, you know, he's yelling at Dario. And Dario being scared. Scottish, you know, he's got very short arms. <laughs> he couldn't reach any of his pockets. And, he couldn't, uh, <laughs> he's like a Tyrannosaurus Rex trying yeah, to reach exactly. his own pockets. He's a T-Rex. And um, <laughs> so, yeah, but luckily a car pulls up behind us and, and uh, they, 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 flee. they flee. Um, but yeah, the funniest thing was, you know, I remember, I remember sitting there for another maybe 10 seconds and then the guy comes on. He's like, are you guys going to take, you know, are you guys going to put an order in? Like he was getting aggressive at us. So this is at the drive-thru. It's at the drive-thru, yeah. Oh my, is yeah. there a camera on it? There's yeah, got to be so a camera yeah, on it, Yeah, we find uh, later on, we go in with the police and, and uh, they see where the, the car parked. And, you know, these two, uh, two young kids walk up to the car, you know, and, and then they found them actually two hours and later. So we had to go and ID, ID them, yeah. Did you go and you meet him and forgive him and say, look, fellas. <sighs> so it's uh, <laughs> it's time. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm not gonna press charges, but yeah. I'm gonna change your life. Yeah, it was a fun. You're night. gonna let me so punch Dara you right in the face. <laughs> got back to so we stay at the track, right? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Have all these motorhomes, and so we, we go back that. with a bag of Taco Bell and drink a bottle of Camus wine, <laughs> right? With Taco Bell, as you do, and and yeah, two hours later, they they call us up and and. Uh, you know, say they found fast. him, but, but one of the guys, the dog got him real bad. They see you oh. rock up and he's just bleeding. How um, the hell did they track him down in two hours like that? That's amazing. It was pretty impressive. Wow. So <laughs> yeah, that, that's the Taco Bell story. You're, you're so, it, it's so right because I remember what I learned the first time I was mugged in New York City. The first time was you don't know you're getting mugged until after it's over. Yeah. You're like, what is happening right yeah. here? You're kind of, oh, yeah. oh, that's a gun or that's a knife. Oh, oh, I see. All right. Here, take my money. Yeah. And then it kind of hits you maybe a half hour later and you're like, geez, I was just in a life or death situation. So in the motor racing community, too, there's typically a lot of jokesters, right? So right, in, in, right. Uh, you know, Tony Kanan is, is uh, <laughs> a good friend and of both of, uh, you know, Dario and myself. And, and I just I thought it was him. 
being funny. <laughs> so I kept waiting for someone to jump out of the bushes and give me like, oh, hey, geez. we got you, man. But it's, well, you uh, did the right thing. You just yes. give them. You just you always do that. If, yeah. if this ever happens to you, you're listening right now. Just hand it all over. Yeah. Don't be a hero. Don't be hand stupid. over your wife's wallet and move yeah, on. Yeah. Don't you know? Uh, I, I, I would even see if even if you have a weapon, don't don't shoot anybody. Just give them your crap. They go yeah. away very quickly, and then it's easy you'll to be happy. You don't have to worry about that i love this you know and i've talked to the guys before about this indianapolis scene with everybody at the track yeah. why do you have to live at the track <laughs> what so you, you so most people don't understand this you guys are it's like this fraternity house yeah. at the track right now right and there are no real families there uh well so for me i, I live in indianapolis right, right so right. normally i have such an influx of family coming and staying right that it's the only way i can get some sanity is going right to, to go to the, the track it's like right. my little man cave Right. And you stay in your motorhome. But, but uh, why do you have to be at the track the whole time? Because the traffic, man, is is horrendous. Uh, but but are you working there are, every day? Are you just working that track? Or is this just the home base for the series? It used to be a month-long thing, right? The Indianapolis right. 500. Which now it's kind of turned back into it because you have the Indianapolis Grand Prix, which is run on the road course. And then, you know, two weeks later is, is the Indianapolis 500. So, no, it's only specific nights that you stay there, you know, before the big days, whether it's the Grand Prix. Got it. Um, uh, the qualifying for Indianapolis 500. Got it. Um, and then typically after the qualifying, you start practicing the next day again uh, before the race. So it's it's normally just a convenience thing. And what do you, and, and, uh, do you, do you shower in the motorhome or yeah. are there facilities yeah. there for you guys? Or? These are flash, man. They're flash <laughs> motorhomes. They're like, these are like uh, better than hotel rooms. And what kind of jokes are you playing on each other? Well, you know, TK probably takes it to the extreme. You know, I think it was, uh, you know, he'll cut, you know, Bikes in half, uh, you know, and, and what you know, do you mean? Like, so what? Dario, I think, was doing an interview <laughs> one time. Expensive bicycles yes, that you bought, expensive, buy- like carbon fiber, ten thousand dollar, ten thousand dollar bikes. He'll yeah, cut them in yeah. half. Yeah, yeah. With what? Uh, with a hacksaw. <laughs> so you'll come out and your bike will just be in half. That's right. I'd be so That's pissed. Right. Does yes. he pay for the bike after that? Um, yeah, I don't know how they worked that deal out, but there was there was uh, a trip too in uh, Japan uh, with Dan Weldon, the late Dan Weldon. Uh, I wasn't involved in this one, but uh, yeah, they they he was a, a a guy that took a lot of pride in his shoes and his <coughs> hair products, and right? Like right. That. So As they actually I. took uh, one shoe from all his pairs, <laughs> uh, so he had no uh, shoes that he could I wear like together, that. and then also took his hair products and and uh, they put that into the toilet. <laughs> and then everybody uh, went to the toilet that morning, too, on top of those. So, you know, it's just a lot of, uh, you know, fun banter going on. <clears throat> Here's a good one with shoes. If somebody only has a couple pairs, find the shoe and the style and then buy one size smaller and then oh, just put swap like... Swap them out. Yeah, swap them out. <laughs> put an 11 with a 13 and just make them crazy. They won't know what's happening. All right. Um, here we go. Based... On your experience of sharing a Rolex car with NASCAR drivers, what differences do you see in their driving style versus yours? Uh, I, well, for one, I think it's much more difficult for them just because it's it's you know a big transition. For us, it's kind of easy going from the sports car or going from the Indy car to the sports car, but going from the cup car to... Uh, a sports car is a little mm-hmm. bit different. Obviously, you're having to turn right occasionally too, right, which right, changes right. changes things up quite a bit. Neck pain. Um, yeah, but no, I think with uh, you know Casey Mears was the the first win. Jamie McMurray, um, you know Kyle Larson was probably the last guy I did it with. I know Kurt Busch is trying to to do it next year with uh, with our team as well. So it's it's 
these guys are extremely talented. It doesn't matter. It just takes a few laps, a little bit of understanding of what they maybe need to change up, and mm-hmm. they're on it. They're, you know, I think Kyle, the last year, he did it. He was actually the fastest guy on the car. So it's uh, these guys, are, they're professionals. They're, they're very good, and they have no problems. We talk about taproot cars on this podcast a lot, and that is the, the, the car, and we're actually still defining it. It's the, the, the car in your collection or the first car you drove where you knew, well, I want to collect these cars. It may not be the car you end up keeping. So yeah. for me, that's a 74 911. Wrong year. It was the wrong color, wrong condition. <laughs> but it started me off on a run of 911s and where I am today. Uh, for Seinfeld, it's uh, we've been talking about. He, he his tap route is a nine forty four, yeah. And he's had kind of mixed luck with getting back into that car. Some feel okay, but it's the car that started it all. What What's yours? Oh, <clears throat> did you I, have? I, I think I'm still finding my way on that. To be honest, yeah. you know, I've been yeah. I've been fortunate that most of my cars have been the best cars. They've been right. free cars that I haven't had to pay for. But there was nothing when you were yeah. younger and you were a kid. You got in. You went. Well, you know, I could even go back to uh, a Honda Accord my yeah. mom owned that had yeah. a five speed in it, right? And I went, wow, I like this. I got a clutch and I can shift gears. So I had, you know, my first car was a Honda Prelude, 1982. It was red. <laughs> it had the pop-up lights. Only one of them worked. Uh, it was an automatic, which, which yeah. infuriated me because, you know, being 15 or 16 at the time, all I wanted was something, you know, with a manual. You yeah, know, a manual shift, right. stick shift. Uh, so that car kind of worked for a portion. But I would say the car that I thoroughly enjoyed at a young age and probably was shouldn't have had was a, was a WRX uh, Impreza, yeah. uh, the RA, so it was the lightweight version. It had yeah. the aluminum doors. It was from Japan. My dad worked in Japan and importing cars to New Zealand, so there was a constant influx. My dad actually owned a car yard, so I would actually, when he fell asleep, I would kind of take the keys and pick some cars off the off the, <laughs> off the the car yard and go joyriding for the night, which many a times did not work out very well with crash, <laughs> crashing many of them. Yeah. Did you get in trouble? Oh, did he know of, what you were doing? Lots of trouble. Yeah. He finally uh, <laughs> he finally caught on to that one. But I'd say that, that, that Impreza for me, and, you know, I had uh, such a big love for Colin McRae and, you know, the World Rally Championship at that, at that stage that that's... But I wouldn't say that was I would I wouldn't say that was the gateway car, but it was the passion for cars right. and you know road cars and and uh, you know what was what was available. But there's, yeah. there's a question here from Bespoke uh, Watchwinders, I guess a company. What's your Grail watch? It looks like you might own one of your Grail watches. Do you own it? Is it that uh, Paul the, Newman Daytona? Yeah, the Newman is probably is <clears> probably. Uh, the one I think you know the 369 was something I was always fascinated with just because there weren't many of them and this one was you know from the original owner you know bought it in Scotland in the early 60s so <coughs> you know the, the stories behind it I think are, is what's passionate right. for me um, the thing that I'm kind of missing and have been looking for is probably a big crown so right that will be uh, which I just helped a friend actually in Indianapolis get his first big crown uh, which I was kind of a little bummed. I should have jumped on that deal. <laughs> <laughs> and, y- and you're getting these watches vetted, of course, and buying from respected dealers, et cetera, yes. et cetera, et cetera. I go crazy on that. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, well, you uh, have to. You do. So do you have a guy you bring it to and you go, will you vet this for me? Will you look at it? Or you 
do you have vetted dealers you just trust? Yeah, there's a lot of guys, and and probably I think when you when you dwindle it down, you know, Ben Climbers right. been great for steering yep. me in the right direction. I think Andrew Shear, Michael Morgan, Hasek from HQ Milton, right. uh, have a you know a great friend Min, uh, which we may know somehow together, yep. uh, you know, in Canada. So I kind of blitz it out and and get an understanding and it's funny how what can be missed and what's caught by different people it's it's pretty interesting but it's also hard to do it from photos you know so to to have it in hand is there there are a lot of watches that look great in a photograph and you get them and they're a little dull exactly yeah Yeah, which i've had that before you know where the the road has been you're so primed for the vintage porsche world you were so primed for it you don't even know (laughs) because everything you just described is exactly what you do with these cars yeah yeah the vetting i think i'm in good hands i've got dario and yourself (coughs) i'm I'm ready to help the right level to start it somebody of course wants me to comment on the seinfeld litigation of the four cam speedster i cannot as i was mentioned on line 22 if you want to download that uh, lawsuit (laughs) you'll see line 22 has your buddy Spike first <laughs> in it for some reason. And I can't wait. Um, you know, I don't know where this podcast is going to fall, but uh, I can't wait to uh, discuss it with all of you, with Mr. Seinfeld, Mr. Zuckerman, of course, yeah. uh, who is uh, my sometime co-host, who's a, who's a lawyer. Yes. And uh, we all are, uh, uh, are very ready to communicate everything we know. It's just we have to wait for this to play out I'm but, sure, I, we'll but i'm sure out. you guys know that why did you even ask <laughs> um paul hawk these are all instagram names recently both portland and uh labuan saval am i saying that right have been added uh to the schedule are there any other circuits you'd like to see come back uh oh so he's talking about coda and well this year we had uh portland was added last season and then we right. had uh, laguna seca and uh <laughs> so is, is he that's spell checked, right? Maybe it must Laguna, have, yeah. It's got to be Laguna Seca. Laguna Seca and, and Coda are uh, the, the two that have uh, come on this year. So I think they're talking, yeah. uh, hopefully we go back to uh, Australia for the start of maybe next season or the year after to uh, Surfers Paradise. Uh, and then I think they're looking at um, you know a few other ovals. The, 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 the balance is kind of lopsided right now. We have, we're very road course, street course strong. Uh, whereas IndyCar is, you know, around the world is mostly known for the Indianapolis 500 and also a lot of ovals. So, I think what is your what's back. your favorite track? What do you enjoy driving the most? I enjoy both. They're both very different. They're they're you know that's what I love about IndyCar racing is the the shared difference between disciplines and and you know one week you know the the good example is you'll be doing 230 miles an hour at the Indianapolis 500 and then you go good to Lord. Detroit Belle Isle the next week and you're on a bumpy ass track. You know, Indy doing scares me, man. Yeah. I don't. Sometimes I don't even watch it. I, mm. It g- gets me a little afraid. And the more you guys I meet, I'm kind of like, eh, I'm not so sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is there any? Is there ever been any talk of just eliminating that race and just going? Like, it's not worth it. It's the biggest race in the world, man. It's you know, it's four hundred thousand people, and, and and you know, we'll be fine. We'll be okay. Yeah, but <laughs> safety's come a long way. It you has. Know, I think it's 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 uh, you know, it's part of history. You know, mm-hmm. and and for me, I live life that. You know, if it's your day, it's your day. No matter what you're doing, it can be anything. You know, but uh, I would, I would f- feel sad to give up the passion that I have and what I love the most. You know, so it's, it's. Uh, I love racing cars, and that's what I'm going to stick to. Have you ever seen any of those little indie vintage Hoyers? <laughs> it's yeah. a vintage Hoyer dial that's got a little indie, uh, little indie wings on it. Yes, there's those. actually some pretty. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I can go into a long story. <laughs> Those on are three to five thousand dollars. Not so bad. Yeah, not so bad. But there's some crazy vintage ones actually that were made for the speedway back in the fifties and sixties that are quite rare. Yeah. So. Well, would you buy a watch just to have it, or that those are going to be tiny, right? They're going to be little teen, teensy watches. Yeah, a little watches. smaller. But I yeah. think it's part of the history too. Right. I think if you you see it, you wear it, and you feel it, and if it, you know, if you appreciate it, then yeah, you got to you got to jump on it. All right, Kuna wants to know what I wanted to know. Did you apply for the Ford GT? Uh, yes, he yeah. did, yeah. and uh, you know. It they must have liked my video. They I must got, I have got liked one. who he is. I guess they learned about him in that moment. That's right. <clears throat> um, folks want to know what he's buying next. Uh, he's, he's 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 meeting with some uh, with Richard Mille. Is that how you pronounce his name? Oh, Richard Mille. Yeah, yeah Richard uh, Mille. Is he going to be yeah. there? Is there a Richard Mille? There is a Richard Mille. Uh, so he well, he's based in in France, I guess. But, oh, uh, so, so no, today, he, what I, are you doing with him? Are you going in and uh, so this is talking US, business? Yeah, to be trying to iron out, you know, a couple of uh, final details. But I think the deal's pretty much. And done, you'll do so. that in person. You won't have a, a representation. So, uh, well, my manager is Stefan Johansson. I don't know if you know Stefan. He lives here, actually, in I think in Marina del Rey. So he'll but, be there. But he uh, he yeah, drove a level for of Ferrari protection. and Formula One, and yeah, yeah. Here's what we want. Yeah, <laughs> take all of these. I did do a shoot with them, and and uh, they sent they sent a watch out, and um, they're like, "Oh, you need to get some insurance on it." I was like, oh, "Okay, whatever." Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, this thing was like eight hundred fifty thousand dollars. I know. Yeah, and these guys are motivated. These yeah. watch companies are so motivated. Yeah. They're not as arrogant as the car companies. They really want help, yeah. and they want some. I, I mean. Uh, but he's in a crazy niche, right? You yeah. Know, they're, 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 you know, but they, they only produce maybe 5,000 watches a year when you look That's at you know, Rolex as well, over a million million pieces a year now. So Nobody knows what they're doing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And why it's yeah. so hard to get some of these watches. Exactly. I get the feeling it's a it's a game, right? I've it heard is. they're making 2 million watches a year. Well, they, wait, you know, we can't get, I can't get one? Maybe what do you mean? 3 million. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. GMTs uh, are five times what they cost? Like, what do you mean? Just make one. Press yeah. out a thousand of them this exactly. week. You can't buy any Rolex sports watch right now. You go into any store. There's there's not even a sports watch in there. You can't even buy a Submariner No Date. It's right. It's crazy. No, I know. It's a dangerous game. They they know how to make us frothy, right? They know I how think, to get I us think crazy. They're doing, okay. they're doing okay. But at the same time, there comes a point for all of us where we go, I'm going to start dancing with another girl yeah and that's where it gets dangerous right porsche plays it through brokers but i don't believe they're playing it as a factory right now yeah but mm, a little bit but it becomes dangerous because you go well then i'll just go to mclaren i'll just go to one of these other brands i'll go to tag Heuer. i'll go you know they're just making nice watches yeah and i get that they're gonna treat me right that. i don't have to be somebody special I don't have to fill out an application <laughs> after winning <laughs> India. Yeah. Five times! <laughs> um, the Lazy Smoker. <laughs> the Lazy Smoker. <laughs> How are you, Lazy Smoker? Who would you rather race against uh, in their prime? Mario Andretti or Michael Shoemaker? So, in their prime. Oh, uh, That's good. I don't know. Like, you know, so Mario is a little before my time, but his... his but his, they're saying in their prime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time no, but I'm talk. saying it as far as, as growing up, you know. Right. Uh, Ayrton Senna and Michael Schumacher were my go-to guys. You know, right. they, were, they were at the top of, um, you know, their discipline at, at that point. But Mario, you know, I see Mario pretty much every weekend. Uh, he's such a, a he's great. fantastic person and... and uh, um, I did a lap with him. In oh, you that did? Little double oh, you did? Long Beach or where'd you go? <clears throat> two seater. Two seater. Yeah, it was like going through a portal to another dimension. Yeah. It was whoop, 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 and then we were back. 
But I, I don't know. My answer on that would be both. I couldn't pick. Mario's, I don't know. Mario's such a special person, and, and uh, Michael was just crazy good. You know, he and he likes to do this, and I'm sure he does this for everybody with Mario. And, and I was there with a couple of actors. Uh, Topher Grace, I think, was right <laughs> yeah, in front yeah, of me, yeah. and a comedian. And they were turning to me like, oh, hey, so this is, this is safe, right? And I was like, oh, I, I don't know about safe. <laughs> you know, and I was lighting them up, making them crazy. And like, well, what, what, there were a lot of concrete barriers and they're very close together. Yes. And you know, Mario's amazing driver, but he's old, you know, and they were turning <laughs> yeah, white. Mario's like 70, right? Yeah, right. And, you know, I was making him crazy, just having fun. <laughs> um, but then, you know, Mario gets out uh, and it's my turn. And, uh, I know it was one of his guys is like, you know, have you ever seen when Mario was out in the track and he he flipped the Indy car in practice? Oh, yeah. And he hit that. You know what I'm talking about? I know. I, I wasn't there, but I But then they it. did it to me. And I said, what do you mean? They go, look at this YouTube video. And they show me this video of him. And the Indy car's in practice. It hits a little piece of wood. And it just gets the front end gets a little elevated. The air gets under it. And he does a full flip, right? Yeah. yeah. Is it once or twice? I think it's a couple of times. A couple of times. Yeah. And then he lands on his wheels yeah. again. Yeah, he lives. just just hits the wall a little bit, but the, it's that, an that could have been horrendous because he went above the fence. He would have ended up in the grandstand. And he yeah. was older at that point, right? He was at toward the end of his career. He hadn't been racing for like five, ten years. So, so th- this so is he only was in his maybe 60s? ten years ago. Yeah, he might have been like late fifties, early sixties. But shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just and you just go, I I can't. I mean, it's just, again, adds to the legend of this guy. But again, if you live through that, man, you can live through anything. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, you know you what I mean? If you're going to Taco Bell, you can live through anything. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen this, just just uh, think about your dads. Think about you if you're in your <laughs> 60s doing that. Just Google it, Mario Andretti flips IndyCar, yeah. and just think about that moment. Because, uh, you know, Leno's had that moment, too, when he was in le- a couple years ago on a CNBC show. Yeah. When he was in the dragster, and that thing oh, rolls. Oh, yeah, it rolled. And yeah. he's keeping his hands yeah. in it. It's just, uh, you know. I did that same show, I think, with uh, with Jay. At, uh, yeah. We did it at Phoenix on the Indy yeah. yeah, Yeah, no, it's great. But you just... You I need to make it out to his place. I've never never made it out there. All right, you do. Yeah. You absolutely do. Yeah. And I can help. I can set that up Please, for you. please. <laughs> can we go to Not that you need help. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I want you to fill out an application <laughs> and send it to me. Just remind me who you are. <laughs> I'll submit. I'll submit. I don't, you don't need that Ronald in between your names. Let's eliminate <laughs> that. It's not, not as cool as the rest of your name. Um, but yeah, you go out to Jay's place. Yeah. And I, I, I was out there a couple... In the last year, I've been out a couple of times. It was on a, a YouTube show, on the CNBC show. But I'd heard about this place for years yeah. and years. And you always hear the same stories. But when you get there, it's just... It's mind-boggling yeah. what's happening there. I think Even just, if your expectation is up here, yeah. it exceeds it. Jay is so gracious. He, yeah. he, you know, I, I called him up and I said, my kids are obsessed with tanks. You've got yeah. a little ferret kind of military yeah, yeah, vehicle. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to say yeah. it's a tank. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> any, <laughs> any chance we come see it? He's like, hey, I'll take it for a drive, Spike. You just come by on Saturday morning. So Saturday morning, we roll over. There. Hey, he calls up. You coming? And I'm like, yeah, I'm coming. But it's an, I'm at a soccer practice. He said to be there at 1. It's 11. All right, well, get here. And I'm like, oh, now he doesn't even know what time it is. So I'm ru- I rush the kids off the soccer field after the game's over. We get over. Yeah, you want ribs? Calls when we're in the car. Yeah, I want. Yeah, kids, you want ribs? They're like, what? Yes, just get us ribs. And he cooks us up. The, uh, brings home these ribs. But oh, here's the here's the best part. I'm sorry, I'm not telling this story great. But so we get there, nobody's there. One of his guys is there, lets us in. We're looking at the place, and I'm showing the kids some stuff. And then I hear the the, the tank noise, the ferret, uh, military yeah, vehicle, yeah. whatever it is, yeah, right? Yeah. 
And he pulls up <laughs> and he goes, I got the ribs. And I'm like, wait, you picked up the ribs and that? Yeah, it goes like 50 pounds an hour. It was so great. He goes, look at the ammunition box. Opens the ammunition there's box the and there's his big pile of ribs and then feeds us all these ribs. And it was just, you know, it's just always a great time with him. It, it's uh... always a great time. And then walks us around and. You know, I was there another day with Matt Fair, and we're like looking at these old steam-powered fire trucks, and he's like, "You want me to start it?" And I'm like, "You can't start that." <laughs> he starts. Well, that's it the up. crazy thing with him is just yeah. the, the different kind of cars he has. Like, yes, it's, it's amazing. And he's, you know, I'm always fascinated with the little rules everybody has about their collection, from yeah. what they're going to buy to how things are run. Yeah. And you know, Jay's place reminded me of a <laughs> Valley <laughs> Peterson Auto Museum, right? Wow. Yeah. Lots of an incredible collection of stuff, but not display played like the peterson <laughs> yeah. this is kind of the blue collar jeans and yeah. we're working on stuff but the you know one of the rules i saw him it's like everything's got to start so we can have that That's moment cool. like so you we'll walk up it. to this yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but he yeah. started this like steam-powered fire truck from the 20s That's he started it right up it started right up and you know you're just instantly sucked in and then yeah we're building this we're making this wheel we're doing that and it's uh and he's got an encyclopedic knowledge of all this stuff everything yeah yeah it's an yeah. incredible it's an incredible thing to happen you have to get over there you have to definitely so get I remember over even there. when i was just invite him, yourself just, over yeah but talking even about indie cars and and yeah the the things he knew about even oh, mclaren so he said it's wild him, you know brain about mclaren stuff and the history and it's just it's it's cool definitely to uh definitely to get out there well look man I've got so much more to talk to you about, but you and I both have to go. I have a very <laughs> important lunch to get to. You've got a watch meeting to get to. i got to get me a watch. What's that? i got to go get me a watch. Yeah, no, it's very uh, very cool that you came in and did the podcast. I know the Anytime. fans here are going to be very happy, and Anytime. thanks for uh, coming over here to the first Hangar 56. This is cool. It's a great spot, man. Look at it. Huh? Look at the it's good. Yeah, it's nice. And look, we have snow on the mountains. You oh, see the snow on the so mountains nice. out there? You can actually see the mountains. Yeah, this Sometimes is a great. This is the time of year where you think you live in Switzerland yeah. when you're driving cars around the runway here. It's it's one of the most beautiful places on earth, I think, Santa Monica Airport, and uh, we wanted to stay here. LA is cool, man. This whole well, this good whole luck, uh, my friend. Thank you. On the new season, yeah. we're uh, we're we want number chasing six, chasing six, man, chasing now six. Now that Brady's got six, we want you to get yeah. six, and let's uh, next time you're out, let's drive. We'll you got to come to come to the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach. I'll be there. Yeah, I'll, I'll be your be guest th uh, this year. I'm I'll be picking your brain on some Porsches anyway. Yeah, and and uh, I'm happy to help with that. Where can we find you? Where do you like to interact? Is it just Instagram uh, or is Instagram it Instagram and Twitter, yeah. Uh, right. Scott Dixon 9. Perfect, and you can catch up with me on Instagram and my co-host who's here and not here, Paul Zuckerman, uh, the real Zuckerman on Instagram, and we'll see you next week with Spikes Car Radio. Thanks for listening to Spikes Car Radio. Download new episodes every Wednesday on the Podcast One app or subscribe now at Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com.